Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume, Volume 1. 1. Bill Dundee, Supermix Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling like scary movies? What about science fiction and cult films? Then please visit Shocking Things. You can search for us on your favorite podcatcher. You can also go to anchor.fm slash shocking things for the main hub for the links to episodes and our social media. Now try and enjoy the daylight. Shocking Things. I got you. We're live. <laughs> PWC podcast, Money in the Bank after show, uh, July 2nd, 2022. Uh, I know last night I said uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, I'm just, I was tired last night. So I, I give my apologies. Start off hot right now. I give my apologies. But I'm wide awake. Money in the Bank. We just finished big time. Uh, Las Vegas, look exciting, shocking ending. But go ahead, Eric. We kick it off. I was helping you out. <laughs> I apologize. I'm having some technical difficulties on my side. Maybe I should let you do the intros from now on because <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Adonis is in the chat. T and Couponer is in the chat. I want to thank you both, loyal customer or loyal customers, loyal listeners. Excuse me. This is why I'm not the lead anymore. So. Uh, for uh, tuning in. I want to thank Tian Kuponer for all his thoughts and opinions and sending us news tips and such uh, regarding the world of professional wrestling. And uh, as Marcel started off with, Money in the Bank 2022 is in the books. I did not hate this show by any means. <laughs> I thought this was a really good show. Yeah, this is a real solid show. A lot of surprises, uh, some that I didn't expect. But uh, we're going to kick this off with uh, Money in the Bank and just review live at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. This event was supposed to take place at the Legion Stadium, but uh, tickets wasn't selling well, and they decided to move it to uh, my boy, Eric Hunting. Who's here? The building, my guy. Shout out to him. (laughs) We got people that was waiting for us to pop on in. I appreciate every one of y'all popping on in and uh, joining us to review this Money in the Bank uh, event. But live, MGM Grand, you know, they downgraded. They did a WrestleMania 7 on us and, and downgraded to the MGM Grand. But it still was a solid event. If I remember correctly, this um, this venue was quite popular for um, – running ufc events correct in las vegas absolutely this this event was uh famous for ufc events which is why they downgraded from the Allegiant stadium because there is a ufc uh show that's happening at this moment right now 
same night, same same state. But um, this is also famous for WCW Halloween Havocs. This, this is uh, the home base of every October where WCW used to have their famous Halloween Havoc. A lot of uh, memories there. But MGM Grand was the first event for Double or Nothing for the first AEW pay-per-view event. I think that there was another event there that uh, I'm going to look it up right and quick while we uh, uh, blackjack. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was, um, yeah, it was Herb Abrams UWF Blackjack Brawl, which is considered one of the worst wrestling events uh, in history. MGM Grand Grand hosted it? Yeah. Yep. That's the one where. Shame on uh, MGM. Are you familiar with the UWF, Marcel? Yes, I am. I see the dark side of ring and but shame on MGM. You know, they had to make some money somehow, I guess. I think that's really early on in the arena's existence. So, you know, they're just trying to get anything in there. Uh, I still have the VHS tape (laughs) of that that event. (laughs) You can find it, I think, uh, for free on YouTube. But, yeah. I may just check Uh, that out and just fall asleep on it. It's definitely, yeah. Every single match is a title match, just for the record. And Every single match? Matches, yeah, you'd never, you didn't end up seeing uh, any of the uh, those belts ever again on Herb Abrams TV. Let's see. Wait, here. hold up. Be, be, before we pause there, do we even watch DVDs no more anymore? I do. I've got several hundred of them. I got some in the closet over there, a lot. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I've got uh, I, I've got uh, I've got a ton of I have a ton of Ring of Honor DVDs. Do you? Tons of them. Yeah, I always buy them when I find them cheap enough online. So to fill out my collection, I by no means want to fill out the entire collection. I don't but. think I want to buy this on DVD for August night. I appreciate that TNQ on. I don't think I want to get this on DVD. Yeah, I got the Peacock for uh, five dollars. <laughs> I don't buy <laughs> WWE DVDs. Um, Unless there's something special, you know, like the Owen Hart DVD, the Bret Hart DVD, the Flair DVDs that they've done. Like, uh, unless there's something special like that, I don't particularly care for them and, or uh, or go for them. There has to be a special set for me in order to purchase it. Yeah, me and you both, I, I fully agree with that. If it's a special uh, where you get a, a, a finger into the library of WWE, uh, I, you know, I grab one. I got a few of them here. I got a few VHS tapes that I have growing up and a few ones I got online when I got older to get some funds. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. The Guardian of Chaos is here. Thank you, sir, for, for joining us. Uh, we're talking about uh, our DVD and VHS collections. <laughs> <laughs> Going back in time. Uh, so let's uh, break down the money in the bank. Uh, we started off with the... Uh, the women's money in the bank, it was Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Gonzalez, Shotzi Blackheart, and Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan took the victory for this one. Adonis called it. I did not expect it to happen that way. No, I did not expect it to go this way. It was a lot of uh, it was, it was a lot of action for this match. A lot of great spots. I applaud these women for putting on a great opener for Money in the Bank. Uh, all the weight was on their shoulders to to kick off, to kick off uh, money in the bank. 
the premium live event. Yeah. And uh, they just did that. Becky uh, did the swanton on uh, Oscar, and a few uh, uh, Rodriguez. Uh, she she has some showing in this match as how much power she has. Um, this was a great money in the bank for the women, uh, and uh, and I applaud them because they worked really hard for this one. And uh, I was surprised as the winner as well. I thought Lacey Evans may take it. I thought even Becky may take it, but Liv Morgan, well-deserved, took it. You know, my wife doesn't agree with it because she's not a Liv Morgan fan. You know, at me at Showtime Marcel, uh, please. Um, but <laughs> she she does. She's not a Liv Morgan fan, but uh, I she has worked hard for this position, and she reigned victorious for Money in the Bank. I thought through watching this, uh, you realize, and it's been quite some time, but how good is Asuka? Asuka's great, man. Asuka's way ahead of every time. Her and Becky are are continuously carried a women's division ever since the uh, Sasha and Naomi incident happened. And they have took the women's division on their back and carried it. And But tonight was Liv Morgan night. You got to push new stars. And that's understandable, but I applaud Becky and Oscar. They continue to carry this division, along yeah. with uh, Bianca. As we fast forward to later on soon, but uh, they are carrying this division. Yeah, uh, there you go, Eric Hunting saying Oscar is the best. I think she's amazing, amazing. She really helped. Like she worked this match really well, so it was awesome. She was really good in this match. I thought, and like you said, it was Liv Morgan's night. She put on an amazing performance. It was a nice emotional win. I I was actually quite shocked that she actually uh, won because that was um, – I actually didn't have anybody to pick for this one because I, I had no clue which direction it was going to go in. <laughs> oh, I got one question. Uh, do you know what happened to uh, Shashi's uh, face? Because I could have sworn her face was fine and then all of a sudden – Later on in the match, her face is all bruised up. Do we? Do you know how that even happened? Uh, I did not see anything. Maybe you, perhaps she hit the ladder wrong or came down on it too hard. I hope she didn't break anything. Oh, neither. Her face was really bruised up later on in the match, and I could have sworn her face was even like that. I would have seen that, but she came out bruised up. Um, but every woman had a great showing in this match. They had good spots that, you know, Show their uh, their their performances basically, and um, I just I just love this opener. It was a good opener. WWE has decided to, to compete with AEW with their openers now. Yeah, we're <laughs> putting out a banger. Uh, Tian Couponer says honestly, I didn't think WWE would pull the trigger on Live. It was really one of those things where it just took forever to happen. Like she's been with the company quite some time now, and it never. You never really thought you'd see the day where it actually happened, and it finally did. Yeah, she really worked hard for that position that she uh, accomplished tonight. And, um, you know, with the uh, release of Ruby and yep. the other member as well. I forgot her name. Do you know her name? I forgot. No. Damn. Okay. I don't pay so- much attention to WWE. <laughs> You know, we're here for the pay-per-views and not much else. As well, far as you, you're right. For the for the Riot Squad, ever since the Riot Squad right. got uh, broken up and got released, she was in limbo, and uh, she decided to uh, work hard as as much as she can. She had a little um, 
program with Becky Lynch early on in the last year. And um, thank you, TN Coupon. It's Sarah Logan. That's why. I there, you there you go. <laughs> thank you, Eric Hunting, Hunting um, Sarah Logan. So, um, yeah, ever since that happened last year, later on, before the new year started, she had a little program with Becky Lynch. And every fan was sitting here on Twitter hoping for this moment. And it happened tonight. She worked hard. She earned the moment. And uh, as we progress later on, we see what that moment uh, accomplished. We have a new United States champion in Bobby Lashley defeating Theory. Austin Theory. I can't go with the Theory gimmick. Um, by submission with the uh, full Nelson or what do you want to call it? The uh, Whatever he calls it. I thought this was pretty good. Had some pretty good spots in it. Not too bad of a match. This match was good. Listen, yeah. I understand if you feel like theory is like getting shoved down our throats, but I don't like the. I, I, I really don't. I don't like getting shoved down my throat if the person is not talented. Theory right. is talented. Theory has sat here and broke through that glass ceiling and earned his keep in this uh in this promotion of WWE and and this in this bubble. So he he sat here, he bust the bubble, he busts his ass and he continues to to not impress me cuz I already knew what he could do already even before that when he was in Evolve, but um right. even NXT as well. But this guy is he gets it. He gets the entertainment of WWE. He gets the, but he, athleticism, performance, he really carried Bobby Lashley. And I, to me, I really think he really carried it. Bobby Lashley is a good competitor, but you really got to have a good performer with Bobby Lashley to make a classic. And this wasn't a classic, but it was a good, solid matchup for Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is one of those guys who's done everything in the business, and he, in theory, is one of the, the guys that came in and got the proverbial rub by mm-hmm. working with Lashley, even though he took the L. Uh, he worked a really good match. There was some really great, uh, you know, this has been brewing for, what, about a month now on television. I know I didn't claim it. I don't, I didn't see that much of the television, but I saw some of the feud breaking down through highlights and such. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure if they were just going to, I didn't think they were going to kill Theory here. Obviously, we found <laughs> out here. They, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes yeah. they'll put all their money or all their eggs in one basket, then just empty the basket out after if they feel like it's not working. Um, we gotta see what happens, though. We gotta see what happens. Here we got a, a legit question here. This is actually a really legit question here from Tia Couponer. Uh, if it comes up, it says, "Do you think Theory can successfully cash in on Roman?" Not without some sort of involvement, involvement, excuse me, with uh, outside interference of such sort. I don't think that he can actually take it or illegal tactics, shenanigans, as we like to call it. Mm-hmm. I can see, I can see him crack cashing on Brock. That'd be something different, but I don't see that happening. You know, just they they protect Brock to the fullest extent, and um, you know, I I, I mean. I see him cashing on Drew McIntyre. They want Drew McIntyre to beat Roman at uh at the Castle event. So 
What's it, just a few weeks. So that's next month, correct? Yes, that's next month. Um, July 30th is going to be very interesting because now you got Brock versus Roman for the last man standing match. And anything, you know how the last man standing match is really, is really exhausting watching this match. It's really exhausting competing in this match. So basically, I can see Austin Theory trying to cash in on Roman and uh, or Brock. Good luck, though. It's going to be a tough one to figure out. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Theory is considerably small compared to either of those guys. He, In legitimate fight, he'd probably get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had the but, then, Raw- but Before we go to the next match, that, that, yeah. that match was good. It was a great uh, moment for uh, Bobby Lashley. And yeah. um, now he is the brand new United States champion. But uh, this was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Theory continued to press me every time. The Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defeated Carmella to retain the championship by pinfall. This match just showed how talented Bianca Belair is. I'm not the world's biggest Carmella fan, but she's just an amazing, amazing performer, such a great wrestler. Um the fans were totally, totally into this match, and they went only—they just went over seven minutes, according to my notes here. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was a real good seven minutes. Uh, Carmella has some stuff in. Thank you, TNQ Honor for Clash at the Castle on September third, Labor Day weekend. Keep I forgetting see the shows trying to take advantage of these weekends. I really enjoy that because there be some weekends where there is no events. So now you got a uh, double or nothing. On Memorial Day weekend, you know, they had that money in the bank for July 4th weekend. So now we got Labor Day, Clash of the so, Castle. As long as that's but, a sad I'm down. Smart move. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if, if it's on a Saturday, we are down. I'm just going to let y'all know that we are down to do the after show. So, uh, Eric Hunting, TNQ Ponder, all the regulars that tune in, please tune in with us. We review all the pay per views. AEW, unless it's late, one o'clock in the morning, then that's not happening. <laughs> but <laughs> especially if we have to work. But it's saying here as For according real. To, <laughs> according to the calendar, September third is a Saturday, and I believe that'll probably be a daytime show. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, listen, I I, I I love reviewing these shows coming on here live, but it's hard getting four hours worth of sleep or five hours of sleep just to get up to do the nine to five. But yep. we got to talk about wrestling. But you know, we, we sometimes we could do another day. We didn't forget. Um, <laughs> from there, we, <laughs> the undisputed tag team championship. Wait, before you get to that, match, I'm sorry, I didn't get my uh, my opinion. Oh, Bianca Belair continues. Yeah, it's okay. Bianca Belair continues to show why she is the Raw Women's Champion and why they put all the. Uh, all the chips on her, and uh, she carried Carmella, and this was a good, solid matchup. Supposed to be Rhea Ripley in her, but we didn't get that, unfortunately. But Rhea's out injury with an injury uh, currently. Uh, I just want to throw this throw this out here real quick. Uh, the Adonis has a, somewhat of a legitimate question here, and I just want to clear the subject up. It says, do you do y'all think? Sasha will be going to AEW. At this present moment, there is no word whether she has legitimately been released. I know that Raj Giri of Wrestling Inc. had reported it 
Um, but there's no confirmation. Uh, Meltzer, Mike Johnson, any of those guys have not actually uh, uh, confirmed it. It's that's uh, also been, um, I guess, the uh, the speculation that's been thrown out there to try to cool down the Vince McMahon stories that are going on to try to distract the, uh, I guess, the public from actually uh, caring about uh, him and his allegations. So there's no. Um, there's no actual word as to whether she had been released or uh, or any of that kind of stuff. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. We're, I'm keeping a close eye on that to try to find that out. And rumor is also is that uh, WWE is trying to smooth things over with her uh, because they want to continue to use her. And so there looks like you're, they're trying to bring her back in. Yeah, they would love to have her back. They, they really need her back. Um, yeah. But it's unfortunate, man, when when money, creative, just like Jim Ross say on the Comrade show, it's cash and creative. And um, it just didn't work out in this situation with creative. And yeah. hopefully both sides smooth it out. If not, it's always work out there somewhere else, you know. And um, soon we get the news, soon we get the release. But once Sasha gonna get released, then we'll talk about it here now. But it, it's it's just in limbo right now, both yeah. her and Naomi. Uh, I believe that no Naomi will be brought back at some point soon. I did see an article, so it looks like they're gonna bring her back in. Uh, the, as of right now, the date is unknown, but she's gonna be joining the bloodline as well. So I did uh, see see something regarding that. Um, isn't yeah, let me read this one. This is a good one here uh, from Eric. It says, isn't part of her problem they use her? Um, I think that she... I, I, I'm guessing that uh, she feels like she's being overworked in, in quite a bit um, and such, but um, maybe not making enough or making a, you know, supplement that. But I believe that... Uh, it, my personal opinion is that she's there to do a particular job and you have to act professional in a way uh, in, in this business or you can just be tossed. You know what I mean? They'll go to somebody else, I'm sure. Marcel, you know from working in the wrestling business yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about business. Um, whether you have any disagreement with anybody or any gripes or whatever issues that you have, you still got to do business. That's yeah. the way it is. Just like you be at your, you be at your real job. You may not like yeah. it. You may not. You may disagree with it. You may can't stand it. But at the end of the day, you're getting paid to do what you're supposed to be doing for nine to five. Um, sure. It is what it is, you know. But that's what their position was for um, that night that it happened. But uh, I've been watching Raw for the last few weeks. Unfortunately, you know, Rick stopped. <laughs> I did watch but last I watch week. It. <laughs> it did, I watch it. Or this week, whichever. Yeah, it, every week's the same. So I, I fully understand <laughs> you get mixed up with the weeks. But every week, there's always a five-way number one contender match all the time. And, and I mean, that's how it started. That's how the issue started. We had was supposed to have, what, a five-way or six-pack challenge or something, and then all of a sudden they pulled out. Yeah. And – it just it is the same old stuff. Sometimes you you I, I mean I understand you get mad about creative, but 
you're under contract. Is is very iffy with the independent contractor thing, but when you're under contract, when you get taken to court where you can't follow rules, we're probably where they at now. You look for a release, maybe look for this. It becomes a problem for both sides. It become a problem definitely for Sasha and her her brand. So, if you think about hopefully. it, it's actually um, the second time that she's walked out. Her and Bailey walked out uh, prior to WrestleMania 35 as well. Was that four years ago? Yes, absolutely. So this is the second time this has happened. So I'm sure they're like really on edge about you know what the hell we're we gonna do here. This is it's this is just becoming a little bit too much with this girl. Yeah, it is, and um, obviously WWE would have released her a long time ago, but I would say no, they need her because she's a star. No matter how much you put really? it, she's a star. Austin walked out. They knew he was a star. Obviously, they buried him on like a week later, but they brought him back. He's still a star. If you're yep. a star, you matter. You, you know, you could sit here and walk out – as long as you sit there and come back to McMahon, Miss, you know, Vince McMahon, as long as you come back, he bring you back. It's best for business, you know. Um, it's not impersonal, just business. So they all come back. Uh, from there, we went to the Usos. Jimmy and Jay defeated the Street Profits to retain the Universal Tag Team Championship. This one, 23 minutes. There was speculation that, uh, what the hell is the guy's name? One of them. The guy that took the pinfall, that his shoulder was not actually on the ground. Was that Montez? Yeah, Montez Ford uh, yep. took the the 1D. And uh, we didn't see from our angle that his shoulder was up, but the shoulder was up. And this was actually, I can't even say this was a match of the night. Because, I mean, yeah, you know what? I take that back. It was a match of the night. Ladder match is a ladder match. This is a match of the night right here. I enjoyed this match. Really? These guys worked hard. Huh. I'm not taking away that they worked hard, but match of the night? Okay. Yeah, it was a match of the night. Why not? These two guys, these four guys worked hard. Absolutely, they, they did. Even though they worked a thousand times every Monday. Well, it's because they don't have any other tag teams, so they keep sticking the same <laughs> two tag teams over and over. Markboy316 is here. I haven't heard from that guy in a while. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. Thank you, yeah. Markboy316. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, all the way from Canada. So there you go. Nice. Um, international now. Great. <laughs> we made it. So, yeah. I mean, they don't have any other tag teams, so they just stick the same two tag teams in the ring against each other over and over. I mean, how often do you really see the Viking Raiders in any kind of uh, competitive match these days? They've been re- pretty much relegated to freaking main event. And who the hell watches that? Don't tell me. Yeah, main event is, is non-watchable since that first episode of main event with CM Punk versus Sheamus, champion versus champion. Oh, y'all think I didn't know that, did y'all? Yes. That was the first episode of Main Event. And then it was never seen from again. But... It's just a highlight show these days. Yeah, that was a highlight show. You know, it went from champion versus champion with CM Punk versus Sheamus for the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship to not being seen again. But this tag match was great. Um, I enjoyed it. It, it It was something... Very, uh, it was very different than 
the whole show. I mean, obviously, we know what the ladder matches do, but this match was great. Uh, can we? Can I actually throw this up here? Because he has uh, Mark has a good point here. He's asking how, what we thought of the tag team title match. We actually just we did say that, but once it pops up on the screen for y'all to read, um, is saying um, here. He thought it was the best, best match, and he wished they cared about the tag team titles, like the 80s and 90s with the Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, Demolition, amongst others. 1980s and early into the early 90s was a very, very, was like a great period for tag team wrestling, and it has not been the same for over 25, 25 years, maybe even closer to 30 years. In the early 90s, tag team wrestling seemed to, to die down. It's been proven over the last 20 years that Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling. So it's just getting worse and worse as, and as uh, obviously you can tell because there's pretty much only two tag teams in the division, uh, or you would think so if you watch <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. Well, I don't know who Vince slept with for him to uh, not like tag team wrestling, but <laughs> Tag team wrestling was the the popular topic of the 80s and 90s. I don't know what went wrong when it hit the Attitude Era, but um, tag team wrestling is still alive and well in AEW. And, you know, I, I don't want to give no plug to AEW, but it's it just they, they know how to do tag team wrestling. And it's just unfortunate that WWE, a big corporate company, like among Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Starbucks, yeah. they can't get tag team wrestling right. It's, uh, it's part of the takeover of American culture. The WWE is a part of that. You know, one of the most notorious brands in American history. It's yeah, it, it was, and it's just now, you know, just like the Intercontinental. Let's let, let's 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 go. Let's put a topic on the Intercontinental Championship for WWE. It used to be a, a real title that that launch somebody to WWE championship. And it's just now a, a title that just doesn't even matter anymore. So it's just things have changed now, you know, you get many shows that the intercontinental title is not even on. I think uh, during the last reign of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, he went, he won the title then went months and months without ever seeing him defend the title or even being on TV after winning it. I think that year's WrestleMania, he didn't even wrestle with the belt. Hey, I even go back to what uh, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Uh, now mm-hmm. John Moxley held what the U.S. Championship and never defended it, but is the longest reigning one of the longest reigning U.S. champions in WWE, which is crazy. That's insanity to me. It really is because, like you said, the the look at the names that have held that Intercontinental title: Macho Man, Randy Savage, Tito Santana, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Pat Patterson, uh, Greg Off the Hammer, Man, with the longest Off. reign ever. Yeah, and of course, you know, like you said, it launched a lot of careers to the heavyweight championship divisions, such as uh, the Ultimate Warrior, um, you know, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, all those guys. Uh, yeah. Eric Hunting says the 24-7 title is on TV more than the IC belt. That is true. It's unfortunately true. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Listen, I live it every Monday, unfortunately. I actually sit here three hours. 
Are you sober? I don't know yet. It's, it's, right. it's, it's I, I, I don't know. It's to the point now. Yeah, listen. I know we got two or matches to talk about, but it's just the fact that I sit here for three hours to legit catch up to what's going to happen on a premium live event. Now it's to the point now I have uh, since doing this podcast, I have understood the process. You really don't even have to watch Raw. You don't even have to watch SmackDown. Just watch the premium live event, and they give you all the bullet points that you need to go into these events. As you can watch the Hulu version of uh, Monday Night Raw, which is it, uh, it's only a, na- a one hour and 30 minute version of the show. They cut out so much of the crap. Yep. It's condensed. Yeah, I, used to, I used to watch it on Hulu and uh, it was very uh, entertaining to watch an hour and a half of Raw or SmackDown. Well, SmackDown, two hours on Hulu, but, but it's, it's not. Fact it equals that. out. It, it's like they burn out all the shit that happens on Monday Night Raw or like the unnecessary stuff. Yeah, they do. They For do. the most part. I can't take it um, no more. Or if I record raw, <laughs> you know, I'll watch it the next day and just fast forward through all the BS. Unfortunately, I'm home on Monday night. and uh, Same. There's nothing else to watch on Monday night. I miss, Unless the uh, fans out there could tell me what's, what's on for Monday night so I can stop watching raw. You can catch up on, uh, you know, the previous week's MLW or whatnot. Watch all that indie stuff you claim you don't have time to watch. No, no, no. I, I just, I just, I just need somebody to to help me. You know, every Monday, every Monday, just help me. Just tell me, just tell me what shows to 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 watch on on Mondays. Just, just help me, please. Just help me. See that? It's blurry. Is it hey. blurry? Yeah, Man, I think it's okay. so for the uh smackdown women's championship i thought that this match was very good it was a lot of fun um i thought there was some really great spots with the with the submissions and stuff and you told a really good story um uh let's see as ronda rousey (laughs) retained against natalia and then all of a sudden Liv morgan's music hit and then she cashed in and took the title away. Yeah, this match was good. Natalia um, and Ronda Rousey, this is a real good match. They wrestled a lot, uh, about a year and a half ago, but uh, this was a showcase for Natalia once again, who was a veteran of the locker room for WWE. But this match was good. It, it, it built up to the end, and then we got the shocking ending with Liv Morgan. I truly thought Liv Morgan effed up when she decided to cash in. But she uh, kicked her injured knee and uh, ended up being the brand new SmackDown Women's Champion. And uh, like I said, well-deserved for what happened uh, earlier, grabbing the money in the bank. But they played it well. They made it seem like she was going to keep it for a while and she going to celebrate. But she took advantage. She, she, she basically pinned the big dog of SmackDown, which is Ronda Rousey. That's a big. That's a big upset for the to gain the SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought for a second that that uh, Liv Morgan, like you said, might have made a mistake, and I thought that um, I don't remember what Liv was going for, but I thought that uh, when Ronda rolled through and had her in the ankle lock, 
I literally thought that she was going to make her tap. And I, was I like, thought oh, it was it. Yeah, no. I was like, this is yeah. a mistake right here. She messed it was, up. It was pretty convincing, was it not? Yeah, it, it really was. was. And I, so. I like stuff like that. I like when yeah. somebody cash in and they make you believe that uh, <laughs> that this person is not going to win this. He, he, who, he or her messed up. And we've seen a few of those in the past with the Money at Bank contract. But uh, she reigned victorious. This is a big moment for her in Las Vegas. MGM Grand. And uh, hopefully I'm looking forward to seeing her title reign now because she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. But you know what? Since that happened, I said it to myself. Brand tensions really don't matter. No, they don't. They definitely don't. They're def, uh, They're on their way out because everybody pops up on uh, every other show. Uh, Eric Hunting from Parts Unknown. I just want to tell you, before we go any further with his question, I want everybody that's listening or watching, go to YouTube and subscribe to Eric Hunting from Parts Unknown channel. He put some really great uh, the content out. So um, he's been on this show before, and we've talked a, a couple weeks back about his uh, channel. It's a lot of fun to watch. He, uh, lives in Massachusetts, so he covers a lot of the independent stuff out there, and it's a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun to uh, to watch. Um, but he says, do you think Ronda is done for a while? I think that is very, very possible. Um, I don't know if there's any details. I'm guessing that that might be why they took the title off her. So. No, I think it was just a surprise uh, victory that he did. He did yeah. a little... Uh, fresh coat of paint but um ronda i think still gonna stay around they still got bill for her which was rumors in the past her versus becky for next year's wrestlemania um i think this is just uh, a little light shined on Liv morgan and then we gotta do the chase for ronda rousey again for uh any type of championship whether it's a raw championship or a smackdown championship but uh yeah be sure to subscribe for Eric, Eric Hunting from Parts Unknown, he does care. He does cover all the uh, Massachusetts uh, indie wrestling events, very big events in Massachusetts as well, and talks to all the indie talent. Great guy! Please subscribe, support. There we got the uh, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. This one. Um, of course, all the men made their way to the ring, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, there's an eighth, or Adam Pierce, excuse me, former NWA world champion, by the way, comes out and says that there's another guy that's coming into this match. Theory. I thought it was completely, I mean, I'm not that surprised. It's kind of considering he lost earlier in the evening. Why does he deserve this? Besides being Mr. McMahon's sidekick and chosen one. Well, before we talk about this main event, <laughs> thanks to Mark Boys three sixteen for reminding me, we had a package of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns last man standing match July thirtieth at yep. SummerSlam at the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, they showed how many matches these guys done had by clip by clip by clip, and. Uh, you know what? I, I the only thing I gotta say about this match is is a lot, and I can't complain because I said it before to you, Rick. We have had Hogan versus Andre many a times. Yep. 
We have had Shawn Michaels versus Brett many a times. Flair and Steamboat. We have had Flair and Steamboat. We have had Hogan versus Ric Flair a thousand times. We have had Rock versus Austin a thousand times. We have had one more rivalry. Maybe I'm going to say two more. John Cena and Randy Orton. John Cena and and, uh, Edge. So you know what? I'm just going to take a hit for this one because there have been a thousand rivalries that we have seen a thousand times. But now the modern era is talking. The cancel culture is talking. (laughs) (laughs) And they're tired of this feud. And hopefully this is the last uh, match, which I don't think it is between these two. Team Couponer says, I want to see both Brock and Roman bleed at SummerSlam. I believe that WWE does have that rule, no bleeding rule. I mean, uh, but maybe they will make an exception for something this, uh, something, excuse me, to add something extra to that story. You get what I'm saying? Because I would love to see that. I I feel that uh, this match is going to be different. I think there's going to be, I've enjoyed the series between Brock and Roman, but, uh, for some reason, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a good match. And the- best, uh, to me, the best series they had was the first ever meeting at WrestleMania 31. Yep. Uh, it will never top that. Even without the catching even happening, I still thought that was a, the best match that they ever had between each other. Um, yep. I really don't want to see this match, unfortunately. I like Brock. I like Roman. But there's so many other talent out there that they can make moments with. And I understand the business terms of they make money, that they have no stars right now. But this match is, it, it just, that's a big stadium. I don't even think this match could sell out that stadium, truthfully. They're reaching into the casual fans to try to get tickets by putting two of the biggest stars they think they can in the match. They don't, like you said, they don't have other stars that they can put in a match and sell out such a big event or such a big uh, venue. But it's very possible they won't sell out that venue. Yeah, I don't think it would either. It's a big venue. And uh, just like you put this uh, thing up for uh, Mark, Mark Boy 316. You brought up a good point between Rock and Mankind, Bretton, Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Rock and Mankind put on some great series of matches, I remember, back in the day. Yeah, they had a lot of series of matches, but, I mean, I never got tired of them. I never got tired of Rock and Austin. I never got tired yep. of uh, Ric Flair and Hogan. Now I do. If I watch it now, I do. Cause it's same but old, don't forget. Uh, same old formula. <laughs> don't forget it. It's, it. It was a different time as well. You know what I mean? It was. We were, we were younger it was then. kids. Well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was a different time. There was something more enjoyable about it. I mean, but I'm sure if I still go back and watch uh, Brett and Sean or Steamboat and Flair and stuff like that, and I still think they're classics. I still think they're great matches. But like I said, they're just not building those guys that they can do that with over and over now. Maybe nah, I mean, uh, we've seen what's it, Seth and Orton a million times as well. Yes, we have. Yeah. So, of course, uh, this match when – all over the place. I thought there were some pretty good spots. Even we saw a little appearance by Butch trying to assist uh, Sheamus. I thought Sheamus's uh, 
work in this match was really good. That yeah. Drew did a really great job. Uh, Madcap Moss seemed to disappear after a little while. Uh, um, I thought that uh, for a second that uh, they were going to surprise me and um, and he was going to take it. I le- legitimately thought that for about a second. Uh, and then I liked when Drew and Sheamus were working against each other and Drew was, uh, I guess, pinned underneath the, the ladder. He started pressing it up while uh, Sheamus is on it to take him off there so, to prevent him from winning or getting that uh, briefcase. Yeah, this match was all over the place, like you said. Um, great moments. Even a little smarts between all the guys trying to get rid of Omos two times. One spot yeah. where they tried to throw the ladders on him and pile it up on him. And then also the big spot where they all lift him up at one time and swung him on the table to take him out. Um, even with Sami Zayn doing spots, taking that brutal bump with a power bomb to his head to ladder. Um, it's, it, it was it was a very collision uh, course match of epic proportion with these with these uh, what was it, seven competitors now turning oh. eight. Yeah, did you see um, Peter Pete Dunn's head bounce off the mat when he was thrown? Uh, from the ladder, yes, and he clutched his head very tightly because he he it bounced like a ball. Like I was genuinely concerned uh, uh, for him at that moment. Yeah, these matches are are n- are really not safe at all for these these workers. If you land wrong one time or anything, a ladder poppy in face, you're you're injured for a while. But uh, as we've seen, the winner. Theory. Theory. Yeah. Theory takes it, and now he has the money in the bank contract, and we're going to see. I don't, it's nothing about who he's going to cash on. It's when he's going to cash on because we already know there's no longer two champions, only one, and that's Roman Reigns. You could also build it up as, and if you remember correctly, was it Alberto Del Rio that tried to cash it in on numerous occasions, and then when it wasn't working in his favor, he'd grab the briefcase and then run out of the ring and yes, he would still hold it. <laughs> That's a good question from Eric. We got this, Marcel. Have you ever been in a ladder match? Yeah, I actually did a ladder match with Matias. This was like uh, probably six years ago. It's actually on the PAPW uh, YouTube channel. You could subscribe and watch it. Um, they say it was a classic. That's what they say, and uh, it was. It wasn't fun. I tell you that. <laughs> I tell you that it wasn't fun. But you check it out. I did a ladder match probably a year and a half ago with uh, Dustin Waller, Nutrius X, and Trayvon Jordan. And um, I remember that match. Yep. Yeah, so I had a few. They're not fun at all. Uh, Team Kupanler says he would suggest uh, cashing in after the last man standing match. I'm sure both men will be battered and bruised, and that might be the best moment to take advantage of that if uh, if he was going to cash in at all. That would make sense, and then it would make sense to take the title off Roman Reigns or whoever has it because we both have – Part-time workers facing each other at SummerSlam, so we need a full-time champion. It's going to be interesting uh, seeing how that unfolds legitimately because, I mean, I know we've talked about this time after time again here on this podcast that 
who was going to be the guy because really the only guy that we thought that could do it would be Brock. That's really the only guy that we've ever um, thought of that could be the guy. Yeah. We, you know, we, we At least now. Yeah. yeah, but we right now uh, you can't even tell who can be the guy. I see Theory being a guy, but the thing is, like, he's a great hill. Can yeah. he be a baby face? I believe he can. Um, you have uh, Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins is kind of the person that is kind of at that level of uh, Randy Orton. He's a great performer that continues to perform at top notch. Um, I think the only thing they could really rely on, which is injured right now, is Cody Rhodes. Because Cody Rhodes, there's a story there. And he he's that that white meat baby face that that can talk, that has that that pretty face that they could push. We already seen the money in bank commercial before these this even started. He was on the money in bank commercial pushing it. Right. You know, he he, he he's their guy for now since he then came back. So, you know. I think Seth is one of those guys, he's just um he doesn't need a belt. Or Randy doesn't need a belt anymore. No. You know what I mean? They've been around long enough. They're just they can hold it down, hold down the fort basically. And they're two reliable uh you know, two reliable guys on the roster. Absolutely. So if they needed to put the belt on them, they could always resort to those two guys. Yeah, they can and and hopefully they build stars going forward. But uh Yeah. Uh, let's see. And that pretty much wraps up our Money in the Bank review. Uh, Eric, Hunty sa- Eric Hunting excuse me, says, looking forward to TOS next week. I will be in attendance as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to. I'm going to make sure that I say hello to Eric Hunting in public. <laughs> and in yeah, person. I, I, I got an invite to come to t- TOS to check it out. Um, well, I'm the... <laughs> I worked at Test Train before, yeah. so I may come back and I may come back and check it out. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Carlito is gonna be there. Of course, Ryan Frost, Ichiban, uh, and a bunch of other people. And then, of course, uh, don't forget this Friday, Marcel, Lucas Chase, thirty-minute Iron Man match. Looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, before test strength, see if I can make it. I got a 30-minute Iron Man match. Um, got some work to do. Got some championship gold or uh regain. And um can't wait. This Friday, myself, Lucas Chase for the PAPW Intercontinental Championship. 30 minutes. We're gonna see a new champion. Depending on my cardio, which is kind of well. I'm looking forward to grabbing it. Oh, well, Adonis, you got a Adonis behind you saying that you're going to take the belt. Yeah, Adonis backing, backing up all week. Yeah, he has been, hasn't he? <laughs> so there you go. You can do it, says Mark Boy. And, um, and, and I know uh, Rick Del Santos did say he will air this match on PWZ Podcast. Uh, we will keep you posted. Uh, that is Friday evening. I will probably have that uploaded Saturday morning. Probably. Depending probably. on. Yeah. 
<laughs> depending on my, you know, how tired I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in tonight. Of course, you can follow us on all social media platforms, Twitter and uh, Facebook uh, at PWZ Podcast. Instagram is the PWZ Network. Um, and that's pretty much it. I hope to see any of you at one of these shows this weekend. I'm doing two shows in one weekend. That's kind of a lot for me. I'm getting old. Yeah, um, I don't want to think of getting old, which I know will happen. I have seen a few gray strands pop up on my face. I don't like it. But... <laughs> yeah, I already know. I'm not going to go that route. But once again, people, I appreciate y'all tuning in exclusively live on YouTube, PWZ Podcast. Be sure to, you know, hit the subscribe button right here, right next to me, right here. Just hit that. And hit the like button if you like us. And be well, be safe, everybody. We will be back Tuesday to talk about some news on a regular scheduled program. Good night. Be safe. Do you like scary movies? What about science fiction and cult films? Then please visit Shocking Things. You can search for us on your favorite podcatcher. You can also go to anchor.fm slash shocking things for the main hub for the links to episodes and our social media. Now try and enjoy the daylight. PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC,